This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, The Bird Show. Said this yesterday, I'll say it again today. Uh, Jared Leto, probably one of the top three guests we've ever had in studio. He's just honest. You know what? He wasn't afraid to answer anything. He didn't come with 12 things you're not allowed to talk about, which a lot of these celebrities do now. Uh, he was just open and warm and humble and ready to talk about just about anything. We talked uh, to him for 40 minutes. Yeah. Which that is like unheard of. Normally when we like secure any type of celebrity interview, they're like, you have seven minutes, go. Oh, wait, you know, your time started five minutes ago. Now you have two minutes. I will say this as a general rule, and we have interviewed a lot of celebrities here. I kind of feel like the ones that have made it, like Jared Leto has made it. They're pretty cool. Yeah. It's the ones on the way up that suck. Mm-hmm. The ones first starting out yeah. are really cool. The ones who have completely made it, your A-listers. Phenomenal. Like J-Lo, she's, she was incredible. She was a great interview. Anybody in between, yes. they're very full of themselves. They the feel, ones who feel like they still got something to prove. That's exactly like. what it is. But you won't get that here with Jared Leto. And I was very interested to see how he was going to answer Kristen's question about the Met Gala because she's so into it. Her and Abby are so into it every year. And he always gets, like, headlines with what he wears. And mm-hmm. Mo and I are like, this is a freaking ridiculous, pompous one percenter party. Don't get it. Uh, he didn't disagree with us. I, he, <laughs> what it sounded like to me was he felt like you are definitely entitled to your opinion. Okay. All right. Let's listen back to that. I think he said I think he said you guys are both right. Okay, let's listen back. Uh he really doesn't give any Fs about what people think. At least that's the impression that I got from him. And this was funny that he could not really spot any Jared Leto flaws. <laughs> we said that his flaw was that he could not spot any flaws. We tried real hard. We really did. Uh, Jared Leto joining the Bird Show. Bring the car out. We're going for a drive. Hey, I'm Jared Leto from 30 Seconds to Mars. All of that chit-chat's gonna get jarred. Oh, my God. Which do you find more challenging, acting or music? Well, you know, I, I was a musician first. I feel like it's a little more organic for me. You know, it's a little more of a natural state. When I'm on stage or I'm writing music, it feels like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Acting is, it's an incredible thing. It's a lot of hard work. It takes for me a lot, probably more effort. It would be an easy decision. I would choose music because I do it with my brother. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like a little family business. I just feel like you're so gifted in so many areas. And I have always felt this, that 
God takes away in other areas. I mean, he gave you a whole bunch of creativity. You're obviously a good-looking guy. What do you suck at? <laughs> There's got to be a flaw somewhere. What well, is it? A lack of personality. Lock it Maybe. <laughs> good looks. Can you not uh, throw? Can you, you not kick? What is it you can't do? You can't no. kick. <laughs> you want to see him in a game of kickball? Yeah, no, or just kick a field goal. Can you kick a field Can you play You know, cold? I've always been pretty athletic, to be honest. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's easy. We, we are not leaving. You are not leaving here until we find out. <laughs> no, I, have, I have plenty. You know, my, I was raised by a hippie mom, so the sports thing wasn't that important to me. I always wanted to be a creative person. But like I said, I, I love to rock climb. I love the outdoors. I've got into free diving recently. No, no, uh, this is not answering But I, I will, answer the, I will okay. answer the question. The thing that I'm... I, I've, He's I've, searching. It's hard for me to find. <laughs> That's my flaw. My flaw is I can't find my flaw, Bert. Oh, no, no. I, I have tons of flaws. And I think probably a, a big one is like I've really traded a social life and a family life for my creative dreams. And it's an important thing to be mm -hmm. mindful about, especially as you get older. You know, I'm looking to find some balance in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to adjust some of those things because it's important, you know, and balance, equanimity, as they say, is a really fundamental thing to have in life. So, so it's family and a personal life is the part that of yeah. balance that you don't have, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've historically not had that. You know, I'm the guy that's working and emailing until, you know, the crack of dawn and then first thing I'm up, I'm back to work. And I think a lot of people probably don't assume that of me. You know, they go, oh, I'm climbing or I'm just, you know, this kind of wild child or something. I don't know. But, you know, the consistent theme in my life has been one about work, you know. I watched Artifact, three-fourths of Artifact mm. over the weekend because I had 15 yeah. teenagers in my basement. So I had one eye on my security yeah. camera and the other eye yeah. on your movie. And it seems to me like you dive into every creative project you have and you won't do anything unless you do it wholly. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, to me, that's a very high compliment. Like I said, something I probably learned from my mother is like the value of hard work. And, you know, if there are people out there that are listening that have a dream, that have a little business that want to, you know, get that promotion, that have some creative idea they want to get out into the world you know, it's not always those big steps. We're always looking for those big breakthroughs. And I would really encourage people to find the smallest step. What's the next smallest step you can take towards mm. those goals? Because those are the things when you add them together that build the strongest foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto on the Burt Show this morning. Before you ask your question, Ma, I want to make some space here for Abby. I want to give you some <laughs> insight. Okay. So Abby is fairly new to the Burt Show. This is the first major interview she's done. The only other celebrity she's had a chance to ask a question to is Garth Brooks. So it's you <laughs> and Garth Brooks. And she's sitting over there in silence right now. And I do not want you leaving studio without her asking some questions. Oh my God. No, I just find it. I'm literally soaking up everything because you're such a fascinating person and Burp kind of brought this up where you really dive deep into your creative process and something that you're kind of notorious for is your method acting preparation when you go into roles and I was wondering if any of that kind of plays into when you're making music or if you go to any kind of similar lengths when you're creating songs. Well I think if you look at Artifact which is a documentary made we made many years ago about the making of an album called This Is War you see a little the meticulousness coming into it but before you know I I don't really, I don't call myself a method actor. I just tend to work really hard. And, you know, we have a lot of fun when we make movies. And, you know, it's that old cliche is like, you can take the work serious, but don't take yourself serious. And it's always really important to me to be the hardest working person on set, but also to be the kindest 
person I can be on set. So those things have to run in line with each other. And it's titillating to talk about some of that. Ooh, the method acting the thing. And I remember hearing like Nick Cage ate a roach to prepare for his role as a vampire years ago. And you hear all these stories and they capture our imagination, but largely they're like over-exaggerated and uh, far from the truth. But, you know, having focus and concentration, those things are really helpful when you're trying to do something difficult. If it's climbing, if it's acting, if it's music. But you got to have fun as well. Is that the same question you ask Garth Brooks? Yes. <laughs> his, his answer wasn't as good. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. He's Garth. <laughs> right. My question was actually similar to Abby's, but as opposed to music, I was wondering if when you do do some of this deep diving into your roles, does it actually leak off screen and create challenges for you in your real life? Well, you know, it can if it's a physical commitment. Like, you know, I've lost... Uh, 25, 30 pounds for a roll. I remember I got down to about 104, so I probably lost more than that. And then I got up to 204 for another roll, and I gained 67 pounds. And when you do that stuff, it's hard to walk away at the end of the day in a short amount of time, whether you lose weight or you gain weight, you transform your body. Maybe if you have an accent and you're working on it all the time. Mm. Uh, and you're practicing it all day. You can imagine if, like I told you, you had to show up and you have an Irish accent and, you you know, you got to work in two weeks, you're going to probably start to do it as much as you can just to practice. So when the camera rolls, you're not like, wait, what am I doing? Top of the board and, yeah. <laughs> you know, lucky charms. You're going to sound terrible. Uh, so it's just really about practice. And sometimes it's hard to walk away. I remember, you know, finishing Dallas Buyers Club and it being such an emotional goodbye because we all committed to those characters. And it was such a tragedy uh, of a film, too. My character died and, you know, it was a brutal kind of chapter in history. So, you know, it, that can kind of affect your mood. And, uh, you know, just conversely, if you're having a lot of fun or doing something light and silly, that can that can affect your mood, too. Was that character in that movie the piece of creativity that you're most proud of as far as movies go? Because it's unmatched, if you ask me. I appreciate it. It's I, amazing. You know, there are certain films that stick out, like Requiem for a Dream is mm. always a special one in my mind. But sometimes smaller roles. I really had fun in House of Gucci. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know. I was me still. They're <laughs> like, wait, who you were in that movie? You know, uh... And I had, uh, there's something I did last year called We Crashed. Yeah, that I saw was, it. That was really fun as well. I really uh, kind of fell in love with that. Yeah, you played a big old really well. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Crushed it. Thank you. You're the best all I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> the, uh, and, and also, like, sometimes there are funny little things. Like, when I was a kid, Blade Runner was one of my favorite movies. Maybe my favorite. Then I get a chance to be in the sequel. Little part, but it's, you know, maybe proof for living in a simulation because I'm going to do Tron as well. And that was one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So that stuff is really cool to kind of come full circle, you know? Yeah. This is going to be very presumptuous of me to ask you of a favor, considering this is, you know, the first time we've ever met. Sure. But I love. You look very familiar, though. Did really? we not meet before? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would remember. <laughs> I would for sure remember. Maybe I just uh, have one of those faces. Yeah. But Abby and I are both obsessed with the Met Gala. Oh. And we love the fashion. We love the pomp. We love all of it. And I love how designers and those who walk the carpet press the envelope. Like, I don't want to see anything vanilla. I want to see something spectacular. And you always bring it. 
We have tried explaining to Bert and Bo <laughs> why the Met Gala is so spectacular and the artistry of these designs and it's more than clothes. And I know you love the Met Gala and you have walked the Met Gala carpet. Can you please explain to them why it is so spectacular? It just feels like such a pompous, arrogant, it's not. elitist. It's not. It does okay, like so that. change, change, she's right, change our minds about no, it. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to change your minds. I mean, I think it's like it has a little bit of everything. You know, it's probably both of those things. At the same time, at the end of the day, you know, they're raising a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing to be a part of. If they're mm-hmm. raising money and they're successful at that, then okay, it's a good excuse. For the uh, arts, which is hugely important. To be a part yeah. of it. I think there's also something really, you know, frivolous about it and really fun. And it's nice to see people kind of like not take things so serious. Some people take it very serious. I always treat it a little bit like it's Halloween uh-huh. and a little bit like it's an art project. You mean you like know. carrying your own head that yeah. way? Yeah. For, for me, it's a chance to, and I try to take this approach in all areas of my life. It's an opportunity you know, to do something creative, you know, the work that goes into deciding to wear a cat costume <laughs> and just the kind of the, I'm always fascinated by the creative process. And like that moment where I thought, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bizarre thing, you know, outside what a cat costume, <laughs> you're going to wear this to the Met ball. And it ended up being like a really incredible experience. And it was really fun to bring that laughter and joy and the smiles across the room. It was fun to bring that to the world. And for me and my whole team, it was a chance like, oh, we found the best people in Hollywood that actually make these costumes for movies and you know, going through that creative process. A lot of people don't know that that event was celebrating Carl Lagerfeld mm-hmm. and he had a famous cat named Choupette. Right. So I dressed like his cat. There you go. I'm also playing Carl in a movie. So it was all kind of connected that year. That being said, I think I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you know, it's... It, You're done with the over-the-top attire? No, no, or the, I, just, the I, I just don't know where you go oh, from here. So okay. maybe a good time to take a break. Gotcha. Uh, but it has been amazing to support what they do because it's a beautiful thing to support the arts and, and the history of what's going on there. And it's an honor to be invited. And I think Anna Winter does a phenomenal job with it. It's a cultural institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes off. I, I, I can understand both sides of how you look at it. But I've always been, you know, honored to be asked. Jerry Leto on The Burt Show this morning. You seem to really, especially in a time now when everybody is giving you feedback, ugly shit online, some nice things, but we focus on the, you really don't seem to give a about what anybody thinks about any of your projects. And you seem to sort of go through life really being authentic to yourself and that's enough. Is my impression correct or does it get in your head sometimes? Yeah, I try to, you know, I mean, I've never really subscribed to the belief that you should let people slow you down or stop you from following your dreams. I mean, if we agreed with all the people that didn't agree with us, we probably wouldn't get very far. And, you know, it's funny. I don't know if it's the time we live in or if it's just every generation says this, but it is, it feels like there's a lot of conflict in the world. And I tried to walk a path where I'm adding uh, something positive to the planet. It's always nice to have a song like Seasons. It's nice to have this album. There's a certain optimism to it. It was born into the early days of COVID. And the album is actually called It's the End of the World, but it's a beautiful day. And to me, it's a little ironic, but it's also, there's a sense of hope 
hope that there's maybe still some beauty to be found, although things might seem a bit bleak. I saw you do an interview with, uh, it was a really great interview. It was one of your friends in England, I think. Yeah. And they brought up the fact that the name of the album uh, is It's the End of the World, But It's a Beautiful Day. Because when the end of the world does happen, yeah. it, pro- it could very well be yeah. super sunny outside. Yeah. It can literally <laughs> look like this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this could be the last minute. We're all sharing it together. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> and you've been great. Let me just honestly say this. I don't even really like to do these kind of interviews anymore because I feel like most people that walk in here don't give a lot of themselves or they're trying to protect an image. So I don't even like doing these anymore. But you did not disappoint, man. I appreciate it. And these interviews are only as good as the people that you're interviewing and what they want to give up. And thank you for your time. I could talk to you for four hours. Yeah, it was really fun. And I enjoyed uh, you guys as well. Thank you. And uh, like I said before, I feel pretty lucky to be here. Well, I'll be in the front row at your show in Atlanta crying. Everybody. Turn it up. We'll bring Andre with us. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Jared Leto, thanks for coming in today. It's a Burt Show. Hey, the Burt Show.